This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. But first, Shannon Bream. And now, the Brian Kilmeade Show welcomes back to the airwaves the newly crowned host of Fox News Sunday. I am charm averse. You're uncharmable? I am. Fox News' unflappable chief legal correspondent. We're not going to make it rain in the radio studio. Moves her Friday night dance party. On Friday night, uh, I dance. To Sunday morning. I can't dance. In my heart, I'm an excellent dancer. It doesn't translate into reality. Congratulations, Shannon. Dance like no one's watching. Even though millions will be. I go out and dance and I'll just wear a tight outfit. Now that I have chest hair, it really works for me. That is so cool. Uh, Yes, she's the brand new host of Fox News Sunday and the first female to ever try it. Uh, She did an extraordinary job over the last year filling in as Chris Wallace went elsewhere. Shannon, how do you feel about getting this job? Congratulations. So deserving. First of all, thank you. I love you guys so much. The dance intro is to die for. How great a job was that? That, Eric, uh, Eric and Frank put that together. Am I right? You guys are awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, listen, the dance party's just like you said, it's moving to Sunday. So um, we have an amazing team, and I just love that, you know, it's going to launch into a new adventure. And so I'm going to have to learn to get up early, Brian. So you're going to have to give me tips on that. Well, just when, just on weekends, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, right now I go to bed at like 3 and get up at like oh. 10. That's true. So I got to flip that. I'm going to have to go to bed at like 10 and get up at 3. So, um, but I'm super excited. Yeah, I mean, it's so well-deserved. I mean, uh, and it's a hard show to do, to do well. Everyone can do it, but to do it well, because you want to make news on that show. And Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, Thank and it's right. network. So that means people with antennas. They don't need cable subscriptions. People with just antennas on their TVs can get you. Yes, and you know what it's like to try to describe this to my mom, who is such a huge Fox News fan. She loves you. She watches everything that you do. But when I say to her, like, I'll still be doing that some, Mom, but you'll have to come over to the network thing, she's like, I don't understand where the Sunday program <laughs> is. <laughs> like, Mom, the channel where you watch American Idol, turn that on on Sunday morning. You will. And she's like, well, I just know it comes on on Fox in the afternoon. So she's just going to be around for the 2 o'clock. She's at church anyway. I think she understands what my new job is, but I'm not sure. Well, put by this way, can I just, I don't want to tell you how to talk to your mom, but don't tell her to follow American Idol. That's ABC. I don't want to watch her this week with <laughs> 27 hours. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But at one point when it first started, Fox had American Idol. Right. But right now ABC has it. Oh, see, yeah. see how up to date I am on <laughs> things that aren't Washington. <laughs> so, I'm just a pop culture phenom. So give me an idea. So who's taking your show? I don't know yet. Um, Fox News at Night is sticking around, and we love being there to be that final, you know, breaking news place of the night um, and sometimes go through the night until you guys pick us up again for Fox and Friends first and then you guys at Fox uh, and Friends in the morning. So um, it's not going anywhere. Uh, I don't know who will be at the helm. I think there's going to be rotation of folks until they make a decision. Um, But the same amazing team that does the show now will be behind it and still creating excellent work moving forward. Great. Uh, so, so Shannon, you'll take that over September 11th, right? Correct. Gotcha. Uh, first things first, 
what can we expect with your legal background, a warrant to say, I heard lower your expectations. It's not too explicit. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It, what what the DOJ has asked for, the attorney general has said, go ahead and unleash it, un, unseal it. It is just that warrant, the same one they left with the president's attorneys that will say, we're here to look for these items in these locations, and these are the relevant statutes. Um, they left an itemization list. That's what they're supposed to do to say, like, oh, we took, you know, two laptops and three boxes of this stuff, whatever. So it's not going to give you the guts of the stuff, which is those underlying affidavits that the FBI had to take to this magistrate judge and say, here are all of our sworn allegations about what's there, what we're looking for. We're not going to get to look at that. I mean, there are private requests into the judge to release those. The New York Times, Judicial Watch, another local paper, they've asked for everything. Um, that's not what's it, you know, that what we think potentially will get unsealed today. Um, but it's possible the magistrate could do that as well. Um, they've put in their petitions. He's asked the government to answer those petitions by Monday at 5 p.m. So they're really pushing for the good stuff. That's not what we'll get today. So what do you mean by answering their petitions? Uh, I mean, petitions in what respect? Well, they've gone and filed a motion to unseal everything. So they want not just the warrants and that itemization list, which we'll probably get today or potentially get today, but they want all those underlying documents that would have the specific allegations and the testimony by if somebody went to the FBI and said, I've seen these boxes or I've seen these documents. That's the kind of stuff uh, that those media organizations are trying to get. Wow, uh, that so, would be something. Uh, and yeah, I, so they they filed know. those motions with with that judge, and so like I said, he told the government, "You got to reply to these motions by Monday." I'm assuming they will fight it because there could be a lot of important information in there if they're trying to put together a case. Um, there could be confidential, you know, people who came to them, and you know, you could still um, excise the classified material out of it. We may get, as we often do in Washington, and you know how fun it is to get um, the results of something, and every page is blacked out except for like one sentence. Who knows what we'll get, but they're at least fighting to get the rest of the stuff. So what do you think about the president's stance? First, he was quiet. He said, I'm going to let this out there. And then finally he said, yeah, open it up. Open up everything. And by the way, the, then he addressed the next story, which came out last uh, Thursday night around 8 o'clock Eastern time, that said, uh, and Washington Post had it, that the main thing that got the DOJ so concerned is nuclear secrets that might have been found in Mar-a-Lago due to a Secret Service whistleblower. And then the president went right at that. Says, you kidding me? The same people that brought me the Russian hoax? He's the same people are making up this story. There's nothing there. Well, and that's the thing is that you know, public confidence in these institutions, unfortunately, is very shaken right now because, you know, had people, the FISA warrants, we found out problems with those. There was an attorney who actually got in trouble for lying and doctoring documents um, for a lot of these underlying claims and warrants to go after the former president. So it's completely understandable why people are so skeptical about this. And even if, listen, they have gotten everything perfectly right this time and there is underlying foundation for what they did, all of that stuff. People are just going to be skeptical because they've been burned so much the last couple of years. And I don't think the DOJ or FBI should be surprised by that. I think it's it, – to me, I, I can't imagine they actually were that naive, like, oh, we thought we could do this low-key and it wouldn't blow up like it has. Um, they haven't been paying attention the last couple of years if they really, really thought that. Right. And I'll tell you, I had a chance to talk to so many people in the Trump camp this week like it was almost 2018 again or 2020. And there's times when they were upset. Stressed, angry. Yeah, angry was Monday. But they were almost kicked back, getting a kick out of the fact that the DOJ is, uh, this is the term that was used to me, over their skis. It let them figure it out. They started this. Now they're in a mess. 
Now let them figure it out. So I just think that's an interesting stance, and it's kind of the stance the average person would think you take if you don't have anything to hide. Here's uh, Jonathan Turley on what he thinks, uh, what he thinks uh, of the raid and the ramifications. Cut seven. The attorney general has to weigh that context. This country is a tinderbox, and he has an agency in the FBI that has a documented history of false statements, a documented history of misleading courts. And you have to consider that before you approve a raid of this kind. So he didn't, and there's no doubt about it, he didn't, unless they pull out uh, a, literally a ticking time bomb. And if they come out and say, well, there's some documents here that are highly sensitive, I don't know, like Hillary Clinton's documents were really highly sensitive, that they did claim were compromised and in uh, by, uh, by foreign intelligence sources in other countries. So they didn't raid her house. And it's hard to believe, Shannon, there's no highly sensitive declassified uh, documents in Barack Obama's soon-to-be library whenever he decides to open it up. They evidently, he has 33 million documents. I don't. I didn't hear. I didn't Google just now. But over the last five minutes, I haven't seen that he was raided. Well, and that's the thing. People will feel like there is an incredible double standard when it comes to Donald Trump, and when it comes to Democrats. You think back about former Secretary Hillary Clinton. Um, that's such a, a, a famous case that people easily call to mind. But remember when she went in for this interview with the FBI? They allowed her to take attorneys. Yes. They didn't record it. It was like over and done on a weekend. I mean, we all know Donald Trump would not be treated by that way if he wanted to go sit down with the FBI. I mean, he says he was having good conversations, his legal team with them. They thought everything was okay. So um, I, I think because these cases are out there so publicly with Hillary Clinton, um, with former President Obama, people see that and, and say, okay, if you're going to be hard on everybody and be tough about these documents and everybody, great. At least we just know there's a certain standard. But if it's going to be a completely different world for the former President Trump and his legal team um, and these other characters, you're, tripping, you're chipping away at our ability to believe in these institutions and that they're neutral. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Does this, uh, you know how this stuff works. If you get a warrant and it's an emergency, how unusual is it to wait days to actually execute the invasion, the raid? And if it was such an emergency, why do you wait? Because that's what happened. They got, they got the warrant days before. Mm -hmm. Is that unusual to wait? Well, I mean, it could be a number of things. If they feel like the stuff is secure, where we think it is. Remember, the former president says they wanted a special padlock. His family has been saying they want a special padlock on this area, and we did it. And then we didn't really hear anything for weeks after that, and then they show up and have the raid. Um, they wanted to make sure he wasn't there. Um, I mean, to me, if you wanted it to be more low-key, I would have done the weekend, not a Monday morning. But um, I'm not running the FBI, as you may know. Right. Um, so I just, I don't know. Again, if you're right, you know, yesterday the attorney general said we try to do the least intrusive means when we do these kinds of things, um, which, again, sparks people to say, well, if this was of such um, national security import, again, why get the document signed off on? I think it was Friday. 
and then not do the raid until Monday. So the more that we hear from the AG and the FBI, which hasn't been much, it just sparks more questions. And when you leave that you know, out there unanswered, it just creates more room for speculation. And, you know, former President Trump has, he has taken the narrative on this. I mean, he puts out his statements. He's kind of in the driver's seat now that they haven't given us a whole lot of information. So uh, from your experience, when do you expect to see something? I know three o'clock today is a cutoff, but what mm -hmm. do you think? It could be. I mean, this magistrate could do it today because you've got both the DOJ who wanted the warrant and the guy who's the subject to the warrant saying, do it. We're not going to oppose it. In fact, I, we support it. So the judge really has no reason not to release it. And I think the warrant and the itemization list is not going to have classified information in it. It's, it's going to be something that will be easily released without, uh, you know, having to go through a bunch of redactions or anything like that. So we legitimately could get it this afternoon. All right. Shannon, congratulations again. You're going to be Thank great. You, I look forward to the buildup to it. Now, are you going to take some time off? Are you going to host your show up to the end? I think I will stick around for as long as they'll have me on Fox News at night. Um, but then i got to start working on new dance routines and choreography for Sunday. So I'll need a little bit of a you know rehearsal break in there. Will you have a band and comedians? Well, if you come, they'll have both. Ah, right. You tick off both boxes for me. I'm going to get you a tape because I want to be on your panel. Okay, will you bring a cardboard box and do like the little beatbox and, and um, break dancing stuff that you're so good at? Can't you ever take me seriously as a, a, a deep <laughs> deep thinker and intellect that could raise the standard of your show? Okay, then you will be on the show as my first guest. How about that? This is and what, also break dance. This is what you got to uh, get ready. Just go, okay, Brian, what do you think? That's all you need to do during the panel section. And, and take it away. Right. Take it away. And I will not let go anybody over. else talk. That's, that's what we know and love you for. Thank you very much, Shannon Bream. Have a great weekend. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.